This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Come for the craft beer, bourbon, whiskey, and great drinks. Stay for the conversations. Here's your host, Jonathan Green. Welcome into another edition of the Bar Conversations. And it's a fun one because you know what? We're officially into spring. The calendar has turned and hopefully some warmer weather is upon us for everyone we got a great episode for you this week. Uh, we've got country artist Hayden Kaufman. He's got a brand new single coming out. He's also on tour with Jacob Bryant, who we had on a couple weeks back as well. It's a fun chat with him, a, a lot of fun getting to know him. And our tasting notes is with Jake Sullick as we're talking spring cocktails because spring is officially here, and uh, he's got some good ones to share with you there. Don't forget to check out any of our past episodes and videos at hopspirits.com. And uh, like I said, you can go to YouTube, Facebook, and find us on your favorite podcast player as well let's not waste any more time and let's get into the show it's almost time where did i where where did i put those here they are (laughs) it's time for tasting notes joining us once again for a tasting notes is jake sullick beverage director and partner with uh partner with the professors llc sometimes i get a little tongue-tied and i haven't even had a drink yet jake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for having me, Jonathan. I appreciate it as always. You know, last time we had you on, we were talking cream liqueurs, but it's uh, hopefully for everyone, it's warming up a little bit, and we're heading into what we consider the true time of year of spring. Now, with that said, obviously we kind of move away from the winter cocktails, maybe the heartier cocktails, and are going away from that. Is that kind of what happens when "quote unquote" the calendar turns to spring? Yeah, absolutely. You get a a lot of savory ingredients at the beginning of the season. So you start to get morel mushrooms, um, garlic, scallions. You start moving into savory ingredients. But you've also got elderflower, rose. You move into a season when green tea in particular um, is is a great substitute. And then you also get a lot of fresh herbs. This is when your, your mint, basil, and rosemary cocktails really start taking off. And, and so for, for those that are going out and might be looking at trying different things, what, what can they expect? Are we expecting more vodkas and gins and things like that? Or are we still expecting just those ingredients that you talked about mixed with their favorite pours? It's a transition season, so you're getting, going to get a little bit of both. Uh, for me in the spring, I still really enjoy you know stirred gin drinks. So uh, my first days out on the patio, I'm probably still going to be having a Negroni. But you're also pushing towards some of those brighter ingredients. So you're also moving into shaken drinks, stuff like the Whiskey Smash is really appropriate for this season. I always love a, a Whiskey Smash, and, and th- those are just absolutely wonderful. Or even a Rum rum Smash, too. I mean, I feel like you can go kind of both, both ways with that. But this is also a time of year where I feel like we're going out to, say, the farmer's market or the, the stand on the side of the road, the fresh produce stand. What should people be looking for there that they might be able to put into a, a cocktail? Fresh herbs. Absolutely. Mint over the next couple of months is going to be amazing. Um, Anything that you can find local, fresh, that all you need to do is just wash it up, and then you can put it straight into a drink. You know, I mentioned the smash. One of the beauties of a smash is it's basically a citrus sour-based drink that can be smashed with anything. Classically, traditionally, back in the, you know, early 1800s, they would have used a lemon and actually chopped up a lemon into smaller pieces put it into their tin, and then crushed everything together. Nowadays, we can just juice the lemon, put some lemon juice in, um, put your whiskey, your sugar in, and then go ahead and hit it with a bunch of herbs. Classic whiskey smash will use mint, but you can use pretty much anything that you think is going to complement that base whiskey. Put it in the bottom of a tin, 
fill it up full of ice, shake it for 12, 15 seconds, and then strain it off. And you're going to get a cocktail that's really imbued with the flavors of whatever is going into that tin. And then for those that are looking for, for maybe a recipe for just to enjoy on the back deck where they can make one one or two two servings, what's a, a good one on that way to give a try this time of year? I really like Negronis pretty much year-round, but especially as the weather starts getting warm. But a great uh, substitute is to make a drink that's called a spagliato. Um, it's an Italian word meaning basically mistake. And the probably fictitious legend about it is that somebody was trying to make a Negroni and instead of grabbing a bottle of gin, they actually grabbed a bottle of champagne. So two of the three ingredients remain the same. You take a classic stirred Negroni, you put in a part of sweet vermouth, and then you go ahead and put in a part of Campari. But instead of mixing in gin, you're just going to top it up with an ounce or two of a sparkling wine. Um, champagne's great if you've got an open bottle on hand, but even something as simple as Prosecco will work. You just drop a you know half a wheel of orange or a lemon in there, and what you've got is a really fun, bittersweet drink, but the bubbles are, have carbonic, carbonic acid in it. And what it's actually going to do is that acidity is going to kind of cleanse your palate. So you're going to get this really herbaceous, bright, uh, mouth-warming drink that you can sip all day on the patio. Well, that sounds, sounds wonderful, wonderful to me. And then say you want to have a, a group gathering over. Maybe you're cooking out because it's a beautiful day. What's maybe one that you can kind of go punch style or, you know, uh, large serving style? I like a classic lemonade base for anything out on the patio. So you want to take something like a, a whiskey sour or a gin sour, um, or you can move into something a little bit different. You could go brandy, I think, is a good classic base. So take a, um, a brandy, maybe an apple brandy, for example. You mix in some lemon juice and a little bit of simple syrup. Um, you kind of scale that up so that you can serve 8 to 10 out of a pitcher. You put a, fill all of your glasses about half full with that, and then you just go ahead and top it up with sparkling water or some champagne, and you're going to be able to sip that kind of punch all day long. That, that sounds wonderful, and I can't wait to actually enjoy that on a nice warm day with friends because uh, I think I'm, I've, I've been uh, spoiled and tired of all the winter weather yeah. we have had here. And, Jake, I appreciate you sharing uh, some knowledge as always. Of course. Thanks for having me. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here on the Bar Conversations is country musician Hayden Kaufman. Hayden, welcome in. Thanks for having me, man. Glad glad to be here. I appreciate it, and glad technology, you know, we can get this thing to work. I, I have to t- talk to some folks to see what in the world's going on, because you would think by now it wouldn't be that. <laughs> Maybe a little further along. I'm a barbarian, dude. It was, it was probably all my fault. <laughs> uh, you're, you're all good. At, as we were chatting beforehand, you know, we this is called Bar Conversations, part of Hops of Spirits, so you got to have something good to drink. Although last week I was talking to someone that wasn't 21 yet, so I had to be careful with that one. But I think you're over 21, so you got anything good tonight? Yeah, I got a uh, little Jack Daniels and Diet Coke, just a classic, uh, what people inside my circle like to call a Kaufman. So <laughs> there you go. tonight. I like it. I, I like it. I got a little uh, Chattanooga whiskey from down Tennessee, a little Cask 111, a little, little, little high proof there. And I don't know, they, they make, make some good stuff down down that way. I, I don't Are you in I've Chattanooga? Had... 
I am not in Chattanooga. I am actually, because I know you're in Knoxville. Well, you grew up in Knoxville. Right. I grew up a place, I'm living in a place north of, of Knoxville that I think is frowned upon in Knoxville. So uh, I'm in Lexington. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Hey, at least you're, I, the only thing is I see Chattanooga whiskey, a lot of the liquor store. That's why I asked. But when I played in Chattanooga a couple weeks ago, they have like, I don't know if it was like a bar or not. It might've just been like a distillery, but you drive around and you can't drive five miles down there. Whoever's doing their marketing is killing it. Cause it's like Chattanooga whiskey, Chattanooga whiskey. And like we were going out one night and like there was a, it looked like a bar, but it could just been like a liquor store or a distillery. Like I said, I didn't know if you were down there or not. No, I actually haven't gotten to go there yet. Cause I've gotten to talk to them and they, they kind of did some cool stuff and man, they make their own, own things. And if you haven't had it yet, it's 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 young. It's like two three year old whiskey, but it's damn good. Just absolutely yeah. wonderful. Um, I don't know what you, what you guys do down in Tennessee with whiskey, but I think you've got it got it right. Yeah, Tennessee and Kentucky, like that's one thing that I feel like everybody can get along with is they they like a little uh, as me and my manager call it. We like a little brown water. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. like you gotta like it if you're around here. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I know when we were trying to get things set up, I know your your girlfriend's nearby. Um, I saw the uh, the uh, TikTok and Instagram video of hers. Oh, uh, uh, what, what's your response to her uh, reenactment of your videos? Honestly, if you want the true, the true honest opinion, 100% spot on. I mean, she nailed it. <laughs> uh, the clothes were a little baggy. I'll give it to her, but she's a little, uh, a little skinnier than me, you know, to say in the nicest way. Uh, but yeah, she killed it. People, we, What's funny about it is we saw like a trend of somebody else doing that on TikTok. And uh, that's all I do now is just like with the music stuff, you have to push your stuff on TikTok. So we're on there all the time. And uh, we see this. We wake up early one morning. I say early. It's early for us. It's like eight or nine. It's not like 4 a.m. <laughs> um, but it was early for us. And like we saw this thing. We're like just chilling. And uh, she's like, I can go do this right now and make fun of you. I'm like, hey, go do it. I was like, you won't drink a beer right now. She's like, watch me. So she goes straight to the like she goes straight to the fridge first, which is hilarious because she didn't have my fit on yet. And I'm like, well, hey, are you gonna drink a beer? Are you gonna put? Are you gonna act like me here? You can't just go out here drinking beer in the middle of the day <laughs> or middle of the morning. Um, and so she goes and puts my clothes on, grabs the Coors Light, does the whole deal. We're dying laughing. My roommates here, and then of course the first thing she has to say is, "Gosh, that was the best best damn beer I've ever had." it was great people seem to really like it on the internet we, we, we want to do a little series of like my whole band doing it my manager everybody just like making fun of hayden doing his tiktoks but because that's all i do uh, I, I love that gotta have fun gotta keep it loose because I, I was gonna ask you too because I, I see them and you, you know you're, you're either singing some of your songs because you're promoting you know got a new single coming out right. and we'll talk a little bit about that things like that do you ever get weird looks if you're just in some random place like the gas oh, station recording these dude to be honest i probably don't but like when i'm about to have to do it i am so cringed out like i'm like oh my god this is about to be cringy as hell like i don't want these people looking at me like and Lex, my girlfriend, she'll make me do it. Like we were, uh, we played in Florida last weekend, and on the way down, uh, real South Georgia. I think it's still Georgia. Yes, real South Georgia. There's a Bucky's. Have you ever heard of Bucky's? Mm-hmm. We we finally got some in Kentucky. Yeah, so they're going <laughs> everywhere. They're like a Texas-based thing, but now they're going like nationwide. Massive gas station. Well, of course, they have a little freaking statue Bieber out or Beaver out front. Bieber. I'm talking Justin Bieber, but no. Well, be, uh, Beaver out front. I'm like, hey, we should do something with that. 
and then of course like right when I'm about to do this TikTok, I'm not. It's like right in front of this, like the door too. There's like three bands of just kids and like parents hop out. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> got an audience. Do to go viral. I'm, I'm, I'm and I waited for a minute. Like Lex was like, well, if we're not gonna do it, we just need to leave because I, because I was just waiting so long. Like no no we're good we're good and then I finally did it but yeah it's cringy man like doing because like nobody knows what you're doing but at the same time like I see people on TikTok all the time that like, give advice on it and they're like dude you're never gonna see these people again in your whole life and so I was like ah easy to say you know but <laughs> at the time it's just really cringy man uh, you, you know it, it's better than just being at the park doing it you know just randomly all day every day I mean it's better than that and, and then, the old swing set you know <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say do you have I feel like you know with all these videos you just got to have a good sense of humor too I mean now I'm not saying you're good at jokes but I'm guessing you got a good sense of humor I try man I feel like I'm pretty easy to get along with and I'm I'm rarely if you ask anybody that works with me or my buddies I'm rarely uh, serious 100% of the time so yeah it definitely takes, I guess, that kind of attitude to, to do that all the time. Well, and then, you know, you also just got to share some of your, your life on there, too, because, I mean, that's kind of now the thing. But it's 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 weird, right. too. How, what's it like to kind of do those things and also kind of get discovered a little bit through social media, you know, because that's kind of especially being an independent artist? Man, I mean, uh, I think that, like, the social media thing is awesome. You know, I think it's really cool because, especially with TikTok, like a lot of guys, especially in the country world, I mean, in, in every world of genres and every musician, you know, there's going to be all the haters of like, oh, I hate that, you know, but like coming with the times, it's just like how the entire world it modernizes all the time is like, hey, man, you got to do it. Like, either way, like you like it or not, nobody cares if you like it, you know, like the world's going to keep rolling, you know, and so I, I think it's cool. It's also cool, like, for me personally, like last year, I had a lot of stuff start blowing up. Um, I've already been doing it since like fall of 2018, but a lot of stuff started blowing up really last year on um, the internet just because of TikTok. And like that spiraled over to like, you know, a lot of other apps, even though I was doing well on other ones, but like YouTube blew up. Instagram's doing even better than it was. So, I mean, personally, I really like it. And I think it's cool to like reach a different. Uh, I guess you would call it like a different layer of people that you wouldn't have otherwise because they don't have to be following you to see your stuff. You know, that's the coolest part about it. Um, so, I, and personally, I really enjoy it. And I don't get me wrong, it is a pain in the ass. Like, post seven times a day. Like, I was making making them earlier. And, like, when we get off here I'm later tonight, I'll be making more TikToks. But, like, it's just worth it. You know, I think it's fun. It's cool. It's, but it, it's definitely a full time. If you're wanting to do it well, unless you're already famous, then it's easy to go viral, <laughs> you know. But it's definitely a full time job if not. Well, you're doing it, doing it well. You, you know, you, you got the songs coming out. People listen. I saw where you're talking about, you know, the the amount of listeners that keep growing, and that's awesome to see. Um, for for those that may not know your style of music, though, what obviously country. I said it at the beginning, but how would you describe it, or you know, maybe what style of country or, or who who it's similar to? Yeah, man. Um, I would definitely say, like, especially what I'm trying to go towards now is more of like a uh, country rock kind of feel, you know, like a high energy country rock, like uh, Jason Aldean meets Luke Combs meets, you know, getting in that Morgan Wallen feel like that kind of that kind of deal. But um, I definitely wouldn't say it's, you know, and like a lot of old heads, you know, they're out here like, oh, that ain't country. But like, 
you know, I, I grew up on old country, you know, and that's all my family listens to. And like, of course, they listen, my parent, parents still listen to radio and all that. So they hear the modern stuff too. They like everything. And I like everything. Um, but my personal style is definitely more like country rock, uh, high energy country like that. Definitely more modern. Like if you come to my show, like it's definitely more of like, man, it was kind of rock, you know, like the way my players play and my guitar players play and all that. So that, that's definitely the problem. I, I love that, and I, and I feel like that that that, that style is—I don't want to say coming back, but now just being accepted. You know, like it's just you, you got you know folks out there. I was talking to Tim Montana a couple of weeks ago. You know, just loving loving that rock. Even Hardy, I think, put out a song the other day that was oh almost rock. <laughs> Dude, Hardy's not even on this podcast, y'all. If y'all like rock, go listen to Sold Out. It came out today. I think I've already given the dude like. 20 streams on spotify alone today so i mean country rock is 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 is, is booming these days and you know just you know thinking about you know you say you grew, grew up listening to you know classic country regular country things like that you grew up in, ten, in tennessee knoxville tennessee i'm guessing right. you bleed the the orange and white down there i do man i do ah, i won't hold that against you <laughs> are you a lexington native i am not a lexington native so while i Enjoy the blue and white of, of, of Kentucky. I'm actually blue and gold. I grew up in West Virginia. Okay. Okay. That's not too far, though, right? From uh-uh. my, my favorite was before we moved over here, we were driving because my wife has some family. We're driving through, and I think it was when U, L and uh, Kentucky were playing in, like, the NCAA tournament. And, like, we right. stopped at a random podunk gas station. They're like, who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for? And I'm like, uh, West Virginia. And they're like, We'll allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, I can't well, give you the right answer. So. Well, let's just slide as if, like, you had no other option. Like, hey, we would have killed you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we were. No, just kidding. But so, you know, growing up in Knoxville and things like that, how does how does that impact, impact you know, just kind of who you are and what you grew up listening to and, and things like that? Man, um, you know, I tell people all the time. I was actually telling somebody earlier, like, Knoxville is a bizarre country market where, like, Dude, you'll have some guys that I'm sure you've heard of and like a lot of us country listeners or anybody around here have heard of, right? And they'll go and they'll sell at like the the, the venue down there that I've I've I'm in with and like I sell a lot of tickets that I'm actually about to play there soon is the Cotton Eye Joe. It's in Knoxville. And people will come from all around that have like toured with national artists. Like now this is openers, right? Like guys that are well known, but they're still not big, big. Um, kind of like my level or above, right? And they'll go there and they'll sell 50 tickets. I mean, dude, it's like a 1500 at least cap. Uh, so it's a bizarre market, but hell, if you go there and you're a national like touring artist, you'll sell it out or you'll at least sell like 1500 tickets, 1400 tickets. Like you'll get close to like the, the sellout, right? Or if you're local, like we sell a lot of tickets there. So it's weird with that aspect, but like being from Knoxville, like there's nothing better I know I always sell tickets there because like if you're from Tennessee or like, you know, like you're, if you're a Kentucky fan, you know, like Tennessee fans, you don't even have to be good at the sport. They will just die on that hill, you know? And so like, it's funny, like not even involving the school, like that's how being from there is. It's just like, I'm Knoxville. Like I'm East, I, there's nothing better than East Tennessee. I don't ever want to leave. Like this is the best place ever. Like, which is very cool and like that helps with me with like a lot of the writing you know like, when i put some certain certain things in songs like i know it's gonna hit because just like it's relatable to like i know how me and my buddies are i know how people are when i go to 
fraternities out there and play or I go to a show out there and just like locals love to hear that stuff. So that like being from there definitely impacted the way I write things, you know, and like all that. But musically, you know, it's a, it's a bizarre town. Like, like I said, because there is a college, like it's not the most country market you would think it is, but there's obviously a massive country market. Like if Morgan Wallen goes and plays there, he's also a local guy. Like it's going to sell out, you know, if, uh, Riley Green goes and plays there. Like he played there the night I opened for John Langston, and we had a good crowd um, at the Tennessee Valley Fair last year. But then, like the next night or two, like Riley Green, he's blown up now. He's on country radio and national as hell, and it sells out pre-sale. You know, so like you do that great, but like man, it's it's just crazy. Like you can be a really well-known country artist, and you're not from there, and you might go over there and sell like a hundred, a couple hundred tickets. It's just weird. I, I'm not even figured it out, and I'm from there. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I'm just lucky that I got a bunch of family and friends. Like ever, ever since I started music, like that's where my like, pocket of people is. Like, oh, you know, I could, I could put out the worst song ever, and those people would be like, oh, I love that guy. You know, like, that's just how they are. <laughs> well, but you're not putting out the worst songs ever. You're putting out some good good songs, and <laughs> and, 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 and and you talked about it too. You know, you kind of grew up on classic country. You know. I, what what were some of your influences growing up? I mean, was it? I'm guessing it wasn't all country. I'm, I'm guessing it was probably. I dated myself the other day. I said my iPod had a shuffle button, and it could be any genre. It could be Eminem, and then like you know, a old school you know Elvis song or something. Totally, man. Like I listened to everything growing up. I mean, anything from like George Jones, to, like you said, Eminem, to like my dad got me on Eminem's band D12. You know, like some stuff like that. Onto like. Gosh, anything. Alan Jackson. Like, I mean, it was definitely a majority country, right? But I got to one point, like, especially like in the middle school era, like I was, I didn't listen to country at all. You don't think it's cool when you're playing sports and all this stuff, and you're like, that's, it's not cool, blah blah. You're a young kid, and like you think everything else is cooler than that. So then you also, I mean, I remember listening to a bunch of like Drake, a bunch of, uh, especially like early high school, like Drake, Kendrick Lamar, like those kinds of guys, <laughs> like J Cole rap uh rick ross hell i still listen to rick ross sometimes i'm trying to get hype you know so i, I was gonna say you're making me feel old i, I was listening to like uh dmx and, and yeah, outcast yeah. in middle school and high school <laughs> dr dre snoop dogg like all those guys too uh easy like i listen to all that my dad's into all that music so he was a like he helped me get to like he doesn't just listen to country so he got me on a bunch of songs that, like I would have never known. Obviously, being in my generation, like knowing some like Eminem or D12 deep cuts, you know, I wasn't just listening to "My Name Is What." My name, you know, like, that, it was all sorts of stuff going on. But no, nah, it, it was definitely a wide spectrum. But definitely the roots, like I said earlier, like country. Um, like I don't, in my opinion, like, you just can't beat. Like I, I love George Jones, Alan Jackson, Randy Travis. Like that's kind of my wheelhouse of like. If I'm trying to vibe on some old country, those are my dudes. Tracy Lawrence, you know those guys. It's hard hard to beat beat the beat the classics. I mean, if we're being yeah. honest. Um, now, now you mentioned you played sports. I know you you went to Cumberland uh, University and yeah. you played played baseball. I mean, if this didn't work out, were you going going trying to go the MLB route? Is that that was that the other alternative? Dude, honestly, in my mindset at the time, just because that's kind of how the the kind of person I am, I try to do anything like 100. percent So of course I was. I'm sure I was aiming for that. I definitely don't think I could have done it, you know, but, um, you know, I, I give everything 110%. Like, that's what I was doing, and then, you know, kind of got into music, like, through college, like, 
got registered in my sophomore year after we'd already been doing some like random music videos in the dorm not music videos just like acoustic videos putting them out you know on, on social media um like covers but started doing that and then you know, I came back sophomore year, I got redshirted, I kind of getting more and more to music, like, people on campus are starting to dig it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, like, people are, like, liking it. Of course, now, when I go back and, like, hear a video, you know, when you see, like, your Facebook uh, memories pop up, you're like, oh, my God, that sounds terrible. So, I try to do my best, like, delete it, and, of course, I'll see, like, my mom shared it. My mom, don't share that. Don't <laughs> really share that, like, delete that, so... But no, I mean, definitely when I was in baseball, you know, I gave it my all. I don't know if it was MLB route, but definitely trying to be the best I could be. Well, and, and I was going to say, I mean, you know, obviously things happen for a reason, and, and for whatever reason, it kind of led you down the the music path. What when, when did you know that that was something that you were like, okay, let's let's give this one hundred and ten percent because it's because you got you you got to. I mean, it's it's a grind yeah. and it's a it's a journey. Yeah, during my sophomore year, like I said, when I found out I was going to. Uh, red shirt you know i go home for christmas break just like everybody knows when they're in college you get a you get a good little month um to do that and i go home to knoxville and uh, there's this little bar that allows uh on tuesdays and wednesdays i think it is i've not been there forever probably i've not been there since i did this but we go check out and they, they allow like open mic night and so I was going to go do that during the break. I was like, man, I've been doing this in the dorm. I was like, hey, I should try to go get on the stage somewhere and do this thing. So, and I wasn't playing guitar. I still don't play guitar on my shows, but I can play a little bit. And um, brought my guy that's like was playing with my buddy at college. He, he came into town. I was like, hey, let's go do this. And they were like, ah, we're actually filled up on Wednesday for, you know, open mic. However, we're trying to fill out a uh, lineup for Friday night. And it's not an open mic, it's more of a set. <laughs> and uh, they're like, we, we need to fill the headliner. And of course, my dumb ass is like, yeah, man, I'd love to do that. We've never done that in my life. You know, I'm excited though. I'm like, yeah, it's great. And this place is tiny. And so I tell the guys that are playing guitar for me, I'm like, hey, boys, we're, like, we're playing a set. And of course, I've never written a song at this point. This is like, like I said, probably this is like the end of 2017 going into 2018. Um, and uh, <laughs> I tell them, and they're kind of freaking out, but we're also hyped. We're like, hey, we're going to play a show, you know? So we learn like 10 covers, and I invite everybody out I know in Knoxville. And, dude, we go play this thing, and it's packed. Like, it's just awesome. And, like, like I said, 10 covers, barely even know them, you know? And uh, apparently, like, there was all sorts of, like, underage drinking, like, all sorts of shit where like, these people did not ever want us back ever again. <laughs> and like, I've never heard from them since then. And of course, like, now I think, like, in a year, if I hit them up, they'd be like, oh, we'd love to have you. They might be like that now. I don't know, but I'm never going to hit them up. But anyways, long story short, that, that turned the page. And then, like, there's also this bar where Cumberland is. It's called Cahoots. And it's the only bar in that town, but it's an awesome honky-tonk where like, they get some, like, legends to come play there and I had a lot of friends that were close to the owner and they kind of convinced him hey Hayden does music and once again like it was that uh, I guess that would have been April because it was towards the end of the year so April right before schools ended uh, for my sophomore year and I played a little show there once again all covers I mean and once again another set full but I did full band on this was my first full band gig I don't even think we rehearsed you know I didn't know any better and uh we sold a couple hundred tickets there. I mean, it's only like a 500-something cap, but it was still cool. And then, like, after those two things, and uh, I also went and saw Luke Combs that year, like, at the Ryman Auditorium, and I came out, and I was already thinking about quitting baseball. At first, I was so schedule-oriented. Like, I was like, man, you know, I don't really want to quit 
school. You know, and what's crazy is my parents were both like very supportive of that. Like they were like, "Hey, like if you're gonna chase it, chase it." You know, because they're like, "Hey, I'd rather you go do it." Because I was my whole idea was like, "I'm gonna quit baseball. I'm gonna quit Cumberland. I'm gonna go to MTSU, which is in Murfreesboro, Middle Tennessee State." I said, "I'm gonna go there, study some music, and also play shows." And like I go to, I remember going to a like orientation or whatever with my mom. They're giving this speech and like my both my parents have already been like you're not gonna be able to do this and do music full time and so they're already convincing me like the teachers are like I'm like trying to tell them like hey I'm just trying to do this many and like they're forcing me to do this and finally in the middle I just end up walking out my mom already go to lunch she's like I told you she we we do that and like (laughs) I've been lucky to have parents that supportive to be like we believe that you can do this you know but the thing is we don't want you to waste our money going to school because I had a great GPA coming out of Cumberland they're like hey if you need to go back go back, but don't waste our money, never go to class, and then try to do music on the side. You know, music's always, or school's always going to be there, music's not, you know, and so we tried to do that, and obviously didn't end up going to school, started chasing music, and, you know, threw threw it out there, and now we're seeing what's happening. Well, I was going to say, you're, you're like I said, you're throwing out some good stuff. I, 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 even before I, you know, asked to, to have you on, I've been, I've been listening to to music. I know, and I didn't realize this until I was looking things up. I was like, oh, he's got a new new song coming out. Yeah. And and that's, and that's a good old boys. You you want to talk about that? Because from what I've heard, it sounds, sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, it's pretty much the most simple song I've ever written. Like, it's just like, there's no message at all except hey, this song's for all the good old boys out there. That's really all it is, man. And uh, we wrote this song, and I wrote it with uh, my buddies Ethan Eskew and Drake Freeman, and we probably wrote it in 45 minutes, like no shit. It was really quick, and we did the music video for it pretty recently, and it's super fun, and it's just country rock, man. It's our show opener now at our shows. So if anybody's listening, hit the link in any of my social media bios, and Please save it on Spotify, pre-order it on iTunes. We're trying to get that thing to chart real high, so we'll see what happens. But it seems like on social media, people are liking it. I was going to say, I mean, because you just recently started playing it, too, like kind of getting, and what what was the reaction then? Because I feel like, is, is that nerve-wracking when you're debuting kind of a song that oh, you're yeah. pretty, like, you're like, this is good, but I got to see what other people think? definitely man and like it's weird in this like day and age of like tiktok and all that you're kind of pretty much like if you're independent like i am like i get to i get to call the shots which is it's a blessing and a curse you know i've caught obviously a lot of right shots because i've been growing a lot real recently but you know it's always like hey man if you're gonna debut this song it's like a lot of it's a trick it's like hey what do y'all think of this song and you're sitting here like i've already recorded this i've already made the video so like you gotta kind of force it. You're like you're forcing. Like, hey, what do y'all think of this? You know, comment if you like it. You know, it doesn't do well. You're like, all right, all right. And then you post it again. Hey, what do y'all think of this song? Just wrote it. Like, you keep doing that because you're sitting like, damn, I've already recorded it. So I hope y'all blow it up and I hope you like it because the recorded version of the music video is really sick. But we really need you guys to like it. Well, I, I can't wait till till it drops. And you know, two of my favorites that that you put out are are better off and, and, and here to drink. They're they're still yeah. on my playlist to this day. Um, and I've removed a lot off of the of, off the one, and they're they're yeah, on there. I appreciate that. So, can can you talk a little bit bit about those? I mean, was better off personal experience, or was that someone else's personal experience? Man, uh, it was actually somebody else's personal experience. One of the writers in the room brought that idea, and uh, of course, me and the other me and the other guy were like, "Dude, we got to write that like now." Uh, he already had like a, a couple lines in the first verse. 
Um, like he had the you tore it out of that driveway pedal to the floorboard, told me you were done like that, and I was like, oh shoot, like vibing already. I was like, but this chorus like has to slap. Like if we're gonna do that kind of like chill deal there. Um, yeah, and then better off is just one of those songs. I mean, like it's still a monster. Like for me on my level, you know, like did it get streamed like? the minimum like 18,000 times a day just on Spotify alone like it's not even slowed down at all and music video I'm sure you've already if you've done some research on I me mean, like the music video has gone crazy like it's over 4.6 million it's not even been out for a year you know like it's been out for like six months so it's not like that that song has definitely changed my life and like changed a lot of things for me like opening doors just because like it kind of took me to another level of like hey you have a song that's like kind of a viral as hell like yeah so that was cool and then here to drink was when i was first starting man and i really liked it um just write it with my buddies that we usually write in songs we're like looking back on it like if you look in the real grand scheme of like how modern music is it's a li- the song's a little too long for a drinking song and all this technical stuff but you know it's good for what it is man it's kind of organic like hayden kaufman first starting out music so and people still really like it it's still in my top five on spotify and people sing it at our shows and so i don't know i, I feel like it's definitely a saying i always like, like it's always easy it shows like, hey who's here to drink you know i am <laughs> so, and we play that song and people usually like it so it's it's, it's not a, as much of a monster as better off but it's definitely hung around you know uh, absolutely. I, was gonna say, I mean, better off just the, the chorus, everything. I mean, it, it's hard to, to, to really beat that. And it, then I was even just, you know, I was looking through the music the other day and I, you know, realized uh, Chase Matthews uh, had released yeah. it in his album. And I was like, oh, shit, uh, Hayden's. I, I, and, you know, yeah, that, that that song um, raised in the holler. How, how was it with with uh, with Chase and recording that one? Man, it's great. That was so honored uh that he wanted me to be on the album and we've been buddies for a couple years now and he started blowing up with county line and then we got in touch and again about like maybe doing a song together and we we just wrote us like half a song and then right before his album like needs to be turned in this dude calls me on like the friday after thanksgiving and is like hey man i want to finish that song i want to put it on the album and i'm sitting here like i'm in east tennessee at my parents i'm like well, dude, I'm not in Nashville. Like, I can't finish it right now. And, like, my parents don't even have Wi-Fi. You know, like, we're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, we're in the sticks. Um, but we end up finishing that song. And then, like, after we finish the song, I'm like, oh, it's a banger. And we recorded it and everything. I was like, that's really heavy. Like, it's like some Metallica country. Like, it's pretty rocking. And then he texts me, like, a week before or a couple weeks before it comes out. And he's like, hey, man, uh, the this song's going to be the first out of 12 on the record. And I'm like shit that's awesome it's the first song on the album because i knew he's just blowing up so much right now i knew it was going to go number one on itunes and i was like dude we're in the number one song on the number one album on country itunes charts right now and it, and it charted on billboard at like number 30 and i was like that's freaking sick you know so uh, it was cool that he had me on that and uh cool enough like i've not told anybody this but i'll say it on this podcast uh we actually did like a we have a deal with him so we're like I was on that, so he's actually gonna be on one of my songs here in the next few releases. I'm gonna release ours as a single, so I think it'll blow up and do real well. But yeah, don't, to answer your question, man, it was really cool to be on that. And Chase is the man, and he's obviously killing it, selling out places, all that stuff. 
That, that is awesome, and I love it when you, you you drop a little bit, a little bit here, and it's not, and it's, it's a little bit of a tease too. That's even even better, yeah. even them wanting wanting more. Um, you know, when you're writing writing songs, or even just you know being on someone's song, I mean, where are you drawing your your uh, kind of you know you drawing on past experiences, just an idea? I mean, what what's what's the inspiration behind a song? Man, like when when like personal experiences, like writing songs, all it is like for me uh, is like if I hear something that's really catchy, I'll write it down, or if I'm feeling something, I'll write it down. Um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but what's cool about co-writing, which is like the main thing that happens in Nashville, and like it's just the most probably successful way if you want to be really successful and well known, you need to branch out and meet some guys. Even if it's not, you don't have to write with everybody and their brother. You know, you don't have to write with even a hit songwriter. Just like find your crew you know and we'll pitch ideas around and it depends on what everybody's feeling that day and it's like hey if that clicks with everybody let's roll with that um and then we'll get a little guitar part or if like if you're working with a what they call a track guy which he has a big beat and stuff already on his laptop or desktop if you're at his studio then you roll with that but uh, that's kind of how it starts i mean obviously all the ideas are either like very relatable to that guy that brought it up or say he thought it would be relatable to somebody in the room. Like a lot of people that write with me, they're trying to get a cut off my song. Like they're trying to write a song for me, which is cool. Um, but I've also been in the position, like, dude, when we were writing that song for Chase or with Chase, me and him didn't know who was going to cut it. You know, I, I was down to be writing on it. And I was like, hey, man, if you want to cut it, cut it. And he's like, no, I want you to be on it. And I was like, let's roll. You know, I'm cool with that. It just depends because like, you also, as an artist, like, and I know he's the same way. It's like, you're going to be on a song, you know, you want to make sure you dig it as an artist. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can like a song as a writer and be like, Hey, that's good for you. I would not cut that, but I'm glad to be a part of it. So that's also another weird, like obstacle to jump through. And that's a weird line to, to balance being like, I dig that song a lot. I just wouldn't cut it, you know, or, or opposite. If you're in the right, like this guy might not be liking it. And he's like, not even feeling the song. Be like, Hey dude, this is what I would say we finished this thing today. Like I'm going to cut this thing. Cause I think this would be a banger and this would be <laughs> popping on TikTok, you know? So no, I, guess I, I, guess. I love it. Cause it's true. Cause I mean, different people see things differently and, totally. and e- even though it's your words, it, it may fit someone else better. You know, I, I talked to, to some folks and sometimes they write a song that's not country at all, but you know, it pops off on, you know, like pop, boy band right. pop you know something like that you know you just exactly. never know I mean, like guys like george Strait and elvis are the best examples they never wrote songs for themselves somebody else did and clearly it worked <laughs> you know so i mean that stuff that's just how it goes music's a weird animal man i mean hell johnny cash took a poem a poem and made, made it made it a yeah. hit song <laughs> literally i mean it's just crazy you never know you you literally just never know how it's gonna pop up like i said with like a song like good old boys like it's super simple and we were just having literally just having it was the second song we wrote that day we were just having fun we started off and the first line of the song was like uh where my truck stop map dot cold beer sippers like we were just drinking beer and like we were just joking around like walking around like hat sideways like joking around and I was sitting there like, dude, that's like, a, that would actually, even though it sounds country as hell, like, that'd be a cool way to start a show. And they were like, let's just ride it, man. And we did it. And it was like 40 minutes. Like you literally never know. Cause like, it's super easy in the songwriting world. Just like it is in any world possible in the business world to overthink everything, you know, sometimes well, you just got to roll with it, man. 
Well, and then you have those that, you know, from 45 minutes to, you know, like three years you're, you're working on because you're like, it's still a good idea. I just can't get it right. Totally, man. I mean, that's a thing. I got, luckily, I've not been doing it long enough to even have that kind of experience, but I've met guys that like, have number one songs. And they're like, yeah, we've had the verses for three years. Then the chorus just fell into place one day, and we pitched it to name the guy, you know, Al Dean, Cole Swindell, whoever it is. And I was like, yeah, it went number one. Like, I'm sitting here like, dude, that just shows me you've been doing this a lot longer than me. I got to step my game up. <laughs> I've never had just badass verses sitting around being like, I hope a chorus falls out of the sky. You know? <laughs> like, that just doesn't happen. But, hey, hopefully it does one day, you know. Hey, I mean, it, it, it takes all kinds. And it, it also sounds like, you know, you got some new music coming out. I mean, is an album coming soon? What what what, what can we look forward to on, on, on some new music that you're allowed to say on the oh, record? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, um... Like I said, luckily I'm independent, so I can say anything, man. I'll tell y'all anything. But, like, luckily, uh, my goal, besides this song, uh, Good Old Boys is obviously coming out. I would love to drop probably four more this year, three more this year, depending on. I've got a couple other, I can't mention yet, but a couple other cool collaborations coming up with other artists that are well-known in the independent world. I'm definitely sure that, I know one guy is definitely y'all have heard of, but, um Definitely, like, four music videos, four singles, all that stuff. Like, we're going to be the kill on YouTube, like, all sorts of videos and all that. So, definitely going to do that. And then I'm hoping next year, like, what I would love to do for, like, just a straight power move after all the songs I've been putting out, they've been doing pretty solid as singles is to put everything together. And I'd love to drop some huge album. Like, say I put out these four singles at least, maybe five this year, and I put out three last year, that'd be eight songs, but then add, like, another eight. Like, hey, here's a 16-song album, let's blow the damn thing up. But we'll see. I'm, I'm just kind of working on it. I'm trying to make all these singles blow up to where I can justify dropping an album, being independent, just because the whole game right now is, like, doing singles. You know, the only people that will listen to your album are diehard fans, but if I can build my fan base up to where I'm like, hey, like, at the end of this year, like, I can justify, like, hey, we will pre-order this thing make it go number one on itunes which is not a number one on radio but it still means a lot you know make it do that and enough people listening to it i'll drop it because i'd love to get a lot of these songs i mean i write songs every week so i'd love to get a lot of them out that need need the love or i just need to get off my phone and on the internet and talk to hearing them you know <laughs> uh, hey nothing nothing wrong with that and you, you know, it, it's crazy because uh, I've, I've, I've read stuff and just th thinking back, you know, looking back, I mean, it's almost like we've gone back in time where singles are, are king and, and that, that's where it is, especially with Spotify and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, because of, of things like that, I mean, that's I 10 years ago, I might not have found a Hayden Kaufman because, you know, independent radio doesn't doesn't happen. But, you know, because of Spotify, it does. And. I also know you're going out on tour. Well, you're actually out on tour right now. You're you're out, I think, with, with Jacob Bryant, right? What, what's yeah. that like? Man, it's been great. We've been playing some shows with Jacob Bryant. And he, uh, and he had nice things to say about you when he was on. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, he's great, man. He's got been like a, a mentor to me, and, you know, I really respect everything he's done. He's been a part of a lot of cool stuff, and he's been in the game longer than me. But, um, but it's been a cool learning process, you know, just getting to learn, like, the do's and don'ts like he's kind of getting the big brother me like hey this is what you need to be doing this is what you definitely don't need to be doing um and so it's been cool being on that train he's been on tour with cody johnson co wetzel like big time people to be learning from and so it's we've been blessed to have that opportunity and 
been fun. And on top of being on tour with him, we're getting to do a lot of our own shows. Whenever me and him aren't playing together, I'm doing my own thing or whatever that is. So it's going to be a cool, cool growing year on top of putting out hopefully some songs that change change the uh, spectrum once again. I, I, I love to hear that. And like, like I said, when I, when I had Jacob on earlier, he's like, I'm out, I was my buddy, buddy Hayden Kaufman. And, and you know, so I mean, that, that's, I mean, because I mean, he's done some, some good stuff. So that's gotta be yeah. praise. Feel good to hear other country artists that have been in the game for a little while saying good things about you. Oh dude, it's killer, man. And like every time we play a show together, like he is also the most, like utmost respect. Like if he's on stage, what I do after all my shows, like if you ever get to come out to one or anybody on here listening, like I always go right immediately. I'm like, at the end of my set, I always end with Better Off right before my band like jams it out. I'm like, hey y'all, like thanks for having me. I'm gonna be over at that merch table. Love to meet everybody. So I stand there the whole night, and every time Jacob's on stage, like no matter what, he'll at least two or three times be like, hey y'all, give it up for my boy Hayden Kaufman over there. Like just constantly, just showing her just like utmost respect and trying to like make sure everybody in the team's winning and all that stuff. So it's definitely. Uh, definitely a cool experience being on the road with him. And, and, and you touched a little a little bit on this. I guess this will be my, my last question, unless something just magically pops off after all the drinks I've had tonight. Um, <laughs> cheers, cheers. <laughs> exactly. So, so anything else besides you know just doing some shows, putting out some singles that folks can can expect from you in 2022? More more awesome TikToks. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, if you're not already, follow me on TikTok, Hayden Kaufman Music. If you're trying to see me act like a damn fool. Um, but no, man, other, other than that, I'll be playing shows hopefully all over. We'll be in the southeast. We'll be in the southwest, hopefully up north a little bit. Um, but yeah, catch me on the road. I'll be putting out new music, putting out TikToks. Big thing is uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel because we're going to be blowing that up starting at the end of this month when we drop the music video for Good Old Boys. We're going to be putting out a video every month this year. So be all over that. I can't really think of anything else, man. Just constant content and seeing, seeing what we can do to grow the brand. Okay, I, d- I did think of another question because you would think by now, you know, doing this like 90 times of episodes, I would have all this information bes- beside me. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't happen. So I was like, "All right, oh crap! I forgot what his website was." So I typed in Hayden Kaufman, and I forgot oh, this. No What's with all the different hairstyles? Because you've had a few different hairstyles, <laughs> dude. That's crazy you say that. Me and my girlfriend were just talking about that yesterday. So, like, one thing I do is like, I either go super long hair and don't cut it for a long time, but like, when I cut this, it's not a trim. It's gonna be off, like. <laughs> I don't do any in between. Like I either grow it down my shoulders or I go bald fade on them. Like there's no in between. So I don't know. I'm just like I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm mentally unstable or what, but I cannot stand having the same hairstyle all the time. Just how I am, man. Like my parents, like they always love me having real long hair. Like oh, you need wrong that long hair. Like you're a musician. I'm like y'all don't understand. It's annoying. Like I gotta wear a hat most of the time. And then it's like, work. <laughs> yeah, it's work here. I would rather be able to like go, like go take a shower before bed, comb my hair, and wake up. And my hair's really messed up when I wake up. Maybe throw a little water, push it to the side, and I'm ready to roll. You know. So, but yeah, that's that's the hairstyle thing. That's funny that you're the first person on any interview that said that. I'm glad you noticed. He's <laughs> like, I, I noticed that too. I, like it makes it dif- difficult in like our uh, promo on some stuff to be like, hey, if I'm having this interview this day, you need to use these pictures. So my hair's long right now. 
You know, like you can't use this. Like I can't cut my hair at least until I like quite a bit after this good old boys music video comes out because my hair is long in it. But like by the summer, I guarantee you, if you uh, if we talk before June, like sometime in May, you're gonna be able to see the skin on my head. I'm cutting it off. <laughs> hey, you're, and, and here's the funny part: you're not the first person I've ever asked that, <laughs> and it's not because I'm like some I got like hair like this is the oh. same style all the time. But JD Shelburne, who's from from Kentucky, he's had some funky looks. Like when you look at his single covers, he's yeah, had that's like fun. that's fun though. <laughs> he's had like you know uh, Billy Ray Cyrus long hair, and then he's got the the big old poof comb over, and I'm like, what? How? What happened? What are you doing? <laughs> well, then I asked uh, Tim Montana about his beard. I was like, "What would happen if anything? You know, like, would you cut it off?" He goes, "My wife would kill me." And I'm like, "If okay. he cut his beard off, yeah, if he ever, because she says he needs to keep it. So you just never know." So I mean, how long have you had the beard? Like, have you been rocking that for a long time, dude? Probably since I was like, "Hey, I'm not skinny enough to go clean shaven." You know, I'm like, "I, I got to rock a little beard here." Uh, I don't know how long I've had it. Let's see. At least, at least two years, like always having a beard. Now I do like even last night I was like, because I'm, I'm like I said I'm drastic with haircuts and stuff. I was like, you know what I'm gonna do like today? I'm gonna go cut my hair like bald fade, shave my face and leave a stash and just curl it. You know, but I was like I can't do that. I'll just I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'm double chinning it. Like I can't. It's not a good look on the road. You know. <laughs> But I was thinking about going, what do they call it, like full-blown, like, Peaky Blinders, you know? Like, I need a top hat, I, like I need a full suit, you know, whatever thing. Uh, I, I like that. I, I I have this because my wife dared me to grow facial hair, and then I was like, I like it. And she goes, me too, don't let go of it. And I was like, there sounds go. good. <laughs> it was a good, uh, a good test that turned into a permanent deal there. <laughs> Yeah, because I have shaved it before, and it's—I mean, I, I got like a baby face, and it just—it it isn't right now. Granted, this is really long for me because I can like comb it over, yeah. but yeah, no, I—I I, I totally get it, and 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 I appreciate. See, I knew I might find another question. I, I blame it all on on this. Hey, it's the whiskey, man. Like I'm telling you, when you once you have the beard for a minute and you shave your face, because I've done it. I did it during quarantine because I was like, I'm not gonna have to see anybody for a while. I didn't even do straight shave. I just did the buzz, you know, just like with the electric. And like you don't even like you don't even recognize yourself. Like at first, I'm like, dude, is my chin really that close to my mouth? Like, is it that short, a little area there? Like, I thought I had a little more, you know, length going on here. That was the beard. I was, I need to get this. I need to get something to cover me up. You know, that's back when I, you know, I should I should have been wearing a mask all the time just to cover that actually. But no. Once you once you once you go beard, it's tough to go back unless you get real a real chiseled jawline. We can work on that though. Chew yeah, a lot I, of gum. Chew a lot of gum. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't have that. I, yeah, there's no no <laughs> chance of that. <laughs> but, but but Hayden, this has been a blast, folks. Good old boys coming out soon. If you haven't pre save it, and if it's and if you're listening to this later on, check it out. Also check out other other songs Thank of his because I love them. Hayden Kaufman dot com and also find him on social media hayden this was a blast dude i appreciate it dude jonathan thanks for having me man y'all y'all make sure to keep listening to all these episodes